BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. I'm surprised that Whoopi Goldberg was suspended, and I'm not sure she deserved it. I thought that she was mistaken, but not malicious and not anti-Semitic. So let's go there. Especially where yesterday, the first hour of the program, I hadn't expected to spend so much time on it, but it was such a good conversation. I was asking, is there ever a time when Holocaust comparisons are appropriate 72% of more than 8,000 who voted said no. No, there's never a time when Holocaust comparisons are appropriate. 27.69% said yes. Why was I on that subject? Well, because of Whoopi, but also because completely coincidentally, yesterday was a day when post-POTUS show, I moderated a panel conversation sponsored by the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum and NYU Langone Health. Arthur Kaplan, who is a bioethicist and the founding director of the Division of Medical Ethics at NYU's Langone Health Center, had asked me a month ago, in December actually, that they were putting together the the first ever, what do they call it, Sedley Holocaust and Medicine Symposium. It was all virtual. It was open to the public. I know that a lot of my listeners from POTUS tuned in in the afternoon yesterday, as I say, post-show, and my panel was just extraordinary, comprised of a professor of philosophy from Rutgers named Elizabeth Camp, Lisa Lehman, the director of bioethics and health trust at Google, Kelly McBride, the public editor of National Public Radio, and Edna Friedberg, the historian and senior curator at the Holocaust Memorial Museum. So I'd been reading in and getting ready. The, the very specific subject for the panel that I was to moderate was metaphors and analogies to the Holocaust. Are they ever appropriate? Long ago scheduled for February 1 at 2 p.m. Eastern time, meaning yesterday, Tuesday. Lo and behold, Whoopi Goldberg said what she said on The View on Monday And of course, it was fodder, didn't dominate my panel conversation, but it was fodder for for what we talked about yesterday. We we kind of broke down. I, I sought to break down the way the Holocaust gets invoked in pandemic debates in domestic politics and abroad. Secondly, talked about when the Holocaust is referenced in a non-pandemic context. That's where Whoopi came in because hers was actually related to Mouse, the book. 
And then third, tried to have a view of what's going on overseas. And I, I think it was a good conversation. I have all the audio, but I think a video representation of it will soon be released by Dr. Kaplan and the folks who were responsible for for yesterday. So I very much have this issue on the brain and have Whoopi Goldberg on the brain. And then lo and behold, uh, last night comes the release of this statement from Kim Godwin, the president of ABC News, which says this. I want to follow up with you all. This, this is an internal document, obviously written knowing it was going to get out. I want to follow up with you all regarding Whoopi Goldberg's comments on The View yesterday that were misinformed, upsetting and hurtful. I have made the decision to suspend Whoopi from The View for two weeks effective immediately. These decisions are never easy but necessary. Just last week, I noted that the culture at ABC News is one that is driven, kind, inclusive, respectful, and transparent. Whoopi's comments do not align with those values. It was important that Whoopi had a chance to address her comments on the show today, where she made them, and have an educational conversation with Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League. I appreciate their conversation and his acknowledgement of Whoopi's efforts as he tweeted, quote, Deeply appreciative at Whoopi Goldberg inviting me on The View today to have an important discussion on the importance of educating about the Holocaust. Whoopi has been a longtime ally of the Jewish community and ADL, and her apology is very much welcome. And then... Kim Godwin, the president of ABC News, continues, Whoopi has shown through her actions over many years that she understands the horrors of the Holocaust and she started today's show with that recognition. But words matter and we must be cognizant of the impact our words have. I'll be issuing the below statement shortly to the public, she means. Effective immediately, I'm suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for her wrong and hurtful comments. While Whoopi apologized, I've asked her to take time and reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, family, and communities. So, I imagine many of you are saying, remind me. What exactly did she say on Monday? Let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No, it's well, not about maybe race. Maybe it's, 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 no, it's about a different it, race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about and, ideal and race. It's it's but these are two Roma. white groups. Man's of inhumanity to man, not about race. By the way, you know, um, I'm, I'm not looking at the video. I'm only listening to the audio the way that you are. When she says the statement, someone said no, meaning no, in agreement. Play, that, play the first part again. Do you mind? Let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about race. Whoever, yeah. whoever no, said that the was agreeing. Was, the camera was on Whoopi Goldberg at the time, so I don't know. I've seen the video. I don't but know you, who said do you, that. How do you interpret the no? No means yes. Or it wasn't. Uh, okay. She could have been saying like no, but no. she didn't say it that way. No. I, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing Let's with you. Let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's not about This sounds bizarre if anybody ever read a transcript of the things I'm saying right now, but no is actually agreement in that context. I agree with that. It was not a forceful. No, 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 Whoopi. No, no, no. It was was no. No. Like, you know, we're agreeing. Yeah. 
So that's Whoopi on Monday. By the way, have we been fair to Whoopi? Have we played enough that the people, you know, will, will get the context and the, the vibe? Okay, good. So anyway, she was apologetic on Monday. On Monday and then further on Monday night goes on with Stephen Colbert, explains herself again. And then on Tuesday, as that email from the statement from the president of ABC uh, suggests, uh, she brings on the head of the ADL, Jonathan Greenblatt, and they have a conversation. But at the start of the show, Whoopi said this. I said something that I feel a responsibility for not leaving unexamined because my words upset so many people, which was never my intention. And I understand why now. And for that, I am deeply, deeply grateful because the information I got was really helpful and helped me understand some different things. And while discussing how a Tennessee school board unanimously unanimously voted to remove a graphic novel about the Holocaust, I said that the Holocaust wasn't about race, and it was instead about man's inhumanity to man. But it is indeed about race, because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. Now, words matter, and mine are no exception. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected. I also stand with the Jewish people, as they know, and y'all know, because I've always done that. I mean, what, what else, obviously what she said she should not have said, but what else could she have done? Beyond what she said yesterday on The View, is there anything else that she could have said? I mean, I, I'm the one who's always pointing out the uh, the shallow nature of the to the extent I've offended anyone. That's not what I heard from what from Whoopi Goldberg yesterday. I heard from her what sounded to me like a sincere apology and understanding of of what she had said. I, I don't know, gang, you're going to have to tell me I'm wrong in this. It is the survey question of the day. Should she have been suspended for this? My answer, unless you convince me otherwise, is no. She was wrong. She took ownership of it. She's been embarrassed by it, appropriately so. Yes, Nazis believe Jews to be an inferior race. And we can have a conversation because this came up in my, my Holocaust panel moderation yesterday. We, we, can, we can talk about whether it's really race or ethnicity, but, you know, the Nazis were the ones who, who regarded Jews as an inferior race. But I am, I am troubled by the idea that for her comments off the cuff in that fashion, uh, and off the cuff would not be a defense if I heard her say something anti-Semitic or racist or homophobic, whatever. I, I wouldn't say, well, it was off the cuff. I just mean in the context of the view of Anna, Anna Navarro said something like this uh, that got picked up in Brian Stelter's newsletter about, you know, understanding the, the vibe of the view, how it's this spontaneous conversation that accounts for something in, in my view. No pun intended. Okay, so anyway, um, you know, again, purely coincidentally, I'm now having a conversation among these four brilliant, I think three of the four PhDs. TC, you watched some of this. I mean, it was kind of a highbrow. I was so impressed. I was impressed not only with the level of conversation, I was impressed by those uh, scholars and I was impressed by their personalities, too. I didn't I thought they were both very, very smart, but also not too wonky. They really brought right. it. They brought it to life. They had, yeah, they I, could laugh at some things and make I, light of some things. And I just thought 
we could all learn from that conversation. By the way, very well moderated by you, because that was not no, easy. No, I was clearly the intellectual weak link, and I was fine with that. Listen, I would have a cocktail with any of the four. That's what I meant. They were I, smart, I, and I would enjoy being in their company. I thought they were so yeah, good. It too. really was quite a panel. And I, I have to admit something to you. I, I hit tape on it because I wanted to have audio. I thought I would watch for 10 minutes, see how it looked, see how it framed. And then duck out? Watch the entire thing. Oh, okay. Well, that the is high praise. The entire thing. That is high praise. And I felt like I learned something. Uh, so, the thing thank is, you. I didn't have you with me in studio when I did it. So I turned on my camera and only then when we were live did I realize that one of my sound baffles. Oh, see, I thought you wanted that there. No. Oh. No, I didn't. It made you me look wanted, ridiculous. Okay. Not ridiculous. I just thought it was on purpose, like some no, kind of cool I'm not background. So, I am not so oh, edgy. Michael Smirkanish. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Get more critical thinking at Smirconish.com. Okay, listen. So I always knew that yesterday I was going to get into the Whoopi Goldberg subject matter. Again, this is before she had been suspended for two weeks. But before I could even bring up Whoopi, Edna Friedberg, who is the historian and senior curator for the Holocaust Museum, she brought up Whoopi. So again, the take you're about to hear is from the senior curator for the National Holocaust Memorial Museum. What does she think about Whoopi? Here's a provocative question from someone who is watching us it's it's, oh can i provide context i want to provide context i'm sharing an audience member's comment and the subject is uh i think the subject was humor or whether it matters whether uh someone who is jewish is invoking the holocaust 
in similar fashion to what if it's someone who's black who is using the N-word? Is there the same standard? I'm just trying to give you some context of I'm sharing with her an issue raised by an audience member, and then she takes it in the whoopee direction. Here's a provocative question from someone who is watching us. It's a gentleman named Joe who asks, I'll paraphrase, but do the same rules apply to Jews and non-Jews on this subject? Here's what he says. How about Mel Brooks in springtime for Hitler? Just like black people and use of the N-word, is there any kind of a parallel here? Does anyone want to take that on? I will. Um, okay. It's not an analogy. You know, there, there's, a dif- you know, there's a difference between analogizing a contemporary situation to an event from the past and um, making art, making something humorous, making reference to um, trying to process events from the past. So, uh, again, I don't think, for example, yesterday's conversation with Whoopi Goldberg is particularly germane to this either. That's just a case of someone totally understanding an event that is, in fact, uh, predicated on race. Uh, You don't have to take my word for it. The Nazis did. I mean, look at Springtime for Hitler, Mel Brooks. He talks about um, the master race in in a great song. So I think it's, you know, a very different thing. And we can talk a lot about. Um, whether it's ever appropriate to use humor to talk about devastating events um, and who has the right to do that and whether only the targets of the abuse have the right to do that. But to me, that is um, in a distinct category from analogies where it's being invoked to make a different argument. All right. Don't be a buzzkill because we are going to talk about Whoopi. I promise. Okay, so now I'm back in real time. Now, later in the program, just a couple of minutes later, I come back to the Whoopi Goldberg situation and I ask Edna Friedberg from the Holocaust Museum to expand on her prior statement. I'm not shy. I just don't think there's that much there. I mean, the Nazis... Because the Nazis proclaimed it to be about what they called race science. And as we've heard in panels earlier, so I don't think that what she said was offensive. I just thought it was wrong and just showed that she was not informed about, you know, the reasons for the Holocaust. They portrayed their entire, um, not just war against the Jews, but uh, conquest of territory, enslavement of Slavic peoples, everything they did, they portrayed as part of a racial struggle. And that's not me saying it, that's them saying it. And it's one of the reasons that I explain to people that so much attention is focused on the Holocaust when compared to other um, atrocities of very, very large scale. It's because we can study it. We have, so it is the best documented crime in history, to my knowledge, with much of the evidence created by the perpetrators themselves. So you don't have to take my word for it that the Nazis were about race. They said they were about race and they were proud of it. So I embrace everything I just heard from Edna Friedberg, that Whoopi was was not offensive, was not malicious, was not anti-Semitic in the way that she said it. But she was wrong. And she was Edna didn't say this. Dr. Friedberg didn't say this, but she was ill informed. She was ill informed. And I, I don't think that this punishment is is warranted. I thought that the punishment was the way it was debated for the last 24 hours Um uh, and I feel like like ABC, you know, felt they needed to do something more than just let her take the public drubbing. Brian Stelter's Reliable Sources newsletter, which covers the media and covers it well, although today he makes a glaring uh, omission of a good media piece that happened to have run in USA Today. But we'll excuse that for just a moment. He has the following quote, Anna Navarro. A CNN political commentator who regularly guest hosts The View separately told me 
prior to the suspension that Goldberg's colleagues know what's in her heart and that she's not an anti-Semite, Navarro said. When you have five women discussing complex topics in five-minute segments on unscripted live TV, sometimes things come out the wrong way. We are human and we make mistakes. The difference between us and others is we acknowledge it and try to correct it, whoopee clarified and apologized without caveats. I agree with that, too. Hillel, you are a rabbi in Atlanta. Would love to hear your perspective on Whoopi Goldberg. Thank you, Michael. Good morning. I, um, I, I disagree with you. I think the suspension is warranted, and I'll tell you why. Uh, what she did wrong was not her opinion, as wrong as it was, about the nature of the Holocaust. But she decided that she gets to decide what race Jews are. She said, the, the thing she said that bothered me was, it's just a disagreement between two groups of white people, thereby associating me and all Jews with Nazis and white supremacists and with slavery and with all of the sins of white people. Now, I enjoy some of the privileges of white skin, but I'm not white in the sense of Nazis and American white supremacists. That's just not who I am and who most Jews are, including the multiracial Jews of the world. Um, and she doubled down on that on Colbert when she said, I can tell what race you are by looking at you. I'm sorry. That's that's more than tone deaf. That's I don't know. I, it's just, tell me if I'm wrong in, in making this assessment. So so I she was associating me with white supremacists. And I, I hear you saying, well, that's fair because Michael's a white guy, but don't go associating me with white supremacists because I'm not a white guy in the same sense they are. Um, I, I don't think that was necessary. I'm not saying that for sure. I'm not including all white people with all white people of history who've done wrong things. I think that's preposterous. So and but I think. The fact that she said, I can tell what race you are by looking at you, is, you know, I don't know. Even amongst dark-skinned people, I don't think that's true. But, Rabbi, why is that, why is that, why is that an offense for which one gets suspended instead of just an exercise of stupidity? I mean, not every exercise of stupidity should warrant getting suspended from your job. There's stupidity, and then there's willful ignorance. She should know better. And um, she's centering her experience as a black person in America in a conversation about the Holocaust, a European historic experience central to the Jewish people's mindset. What does her experience of race have to do with it? It, it, I, I just think that's what's unacceptable to me. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally disagree. I must say, I, you're you're convincing me of uh, of my own viewpoint because, to me, there's got to be some evidence of malice for punishment to follow. You've you've got to have some some kind of uh, of consciousness. Doesn't she of, have a responsibility to know? She's not a kid. She's not an amateur. She has a responsibility to know these things. 
just like I have a responsibility to know that the American Civil War was about slavery. I can't just walk around and say it wasn't and impose my Jewish perspective on the American black experience. That's wrong. But think about where that goes. If I come on, Rabbi, if I come on air as a talk radio host and I say the Civil War was really fought over states' rights, by that logic, I I should be suspended for two weeks from Sirius XM. That's a dangerous climate. There's a difference between presenting part of a discussion of something in history and claiming this. If you came on and said the Civil War had nothing to do with race, slavery was not about race, then, yeah, I think you should be suspended. Oh, man. Okay. I I can't go there. I I mean, I I can't go there because I just think that it... You think it would be okay for you to come on air and say, me, a white guy, I'm going to claim the Civil War had nothing to do with race. I would never say that. That's completely completely unfounded. It's completely unfounded. I'm not not trying to argue that that that's a valid perspective. I'm just... That's just the malice. But I'm just trying to I'm trying to draw I'm trying to figure out where the line is. This is very hard to define. Let me ask you this, because no doubt you're paying it. I think Whoopi was on the other side of the line. All right. One final question. Thank you for indulging me. Joe Rogan. Should Joe Rogan have been suspended for the things that have transpired relative to covid on his podcast? Um, That strikes me as. Um, a little bit different, but I, I could understand um, uh, comparing the two together. I'm not as familiar with the Joe Rogan thing um, because I just don't care as much. But um, uh, but uh, I feel like um, Joe Rogan all the time throws out, well, maybe this and maybe that and maybe this and maybe that. And it's all that kind of let's explore the fringes of this. Uh, Whoopi was presenting this as an authoritative and final word on on issues that other people have very different feelings about. And I think her apology, I didn't feel apologized to. Okay, appreciate your phone call. And I really wanted to hear that perspective. Thank you, Rabbi. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.